Welcome to the Untitled Podcast. This is your favorite podcast broadcasting live from Philadelphia. I say your favorite podcast because even though this is our second one, I know we're definitely about to be your favorite one because yeah. we're about to talk about everything from politics, relationships, um, music, business, whatever y'all want to talk about. I'm sure we have it here. Um, I'm going to get started by introducing myself first. My name is Kanisha. Everybody affectionately call me Kiki. Uh, you can find me at Kilolo, that's K-I underscore L-O-E underscore L-O on Instagram.com. And we just recently launched our Instagram for this podcast. It's yeah, Untitled yeah, yeah. Podcast 215. Woo! So that's Untitled underscore podcast underscore 215. Come check us out on Instagram. We ain't post nothing yet. <laughs> we just got it. All of us had to work today. But we coming. But we coming. You're going to see mad poses like this. Exactly. Yeah. Old school joints. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. hand on my hip like, mm. Exactly. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not even waiting for, I'm not even waiting for the camera. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to go around the table starting all the way from the far side of me. All right. It's your boy, D-Kel. Decal music is the place you can. Nah, I ain't gonna start right. <laughs> <laughs> you, know uh, you, oh. you get the mic in front of you, want to go crazy. Yeah, it's your boy Decal. You can catch me on all social media platforms at Decal Music. That's D K E L M U Z I K. Sup, man? It's the Untitled, you know, radio show, you know what I mean? Podcast, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> radio show. Radio show, baby. podcast. Hey. Radio show, podcast. And don't forget, this is hip hop since 1987.com. Since 1987. Woo, y'all got it. I'll Listen. go on. All right, it's your boy <laughs> DJ E, Mr. Influential. You can find me on Instagram at DJ underscore E underscore MR underscore E-N-F-L-U-E-N-T-I-A-L. And you can find me on Facebook as just DJ E, Mr. Influential. Y'all heard how I spelt it. That's how you spell it <laughs> on Facebook from Instagram to he Facebook. And you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. But I'm just happy to be here with y'all. I'm happy to be here with y'all. This is a beautiful time. I love being around <laughs> y'all. Y'all make me so jolly. I had a rough day at work yesterday. But fuck me it. Too. We going to yeah. keep it going. Yeah, y'all like my scarf? You look very debonair. I'm like, look at you. You adulting over there? I'm going to tell you this, though. We went out over the weekend. Was it a different one? It was a different scarf. Yeah, Yeah, but D had his scarf on over the weekend. I said... This nigga growing up. <laughs> yeah, you got to put That's like what I said. You got to stay warm and cool at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> warm and cool at the same time. Well, I like, yeah, the bitch is going to mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's how you exactly. They be like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> that's why that is so nice. Yo, I posted, a, I posted a picture on Instagram, right? You know, the, the whole 2009 to 2019 challenge, right? Yeah. It's the 10-year, the decade challenge. So my yeah. man was like, I had a jacket, like a... A burgundy jacket on leather mm-hmm. I see. with the fitted. Yeah. And then I had like this this sweater on with, with my scully and, <laughs> and I posted it 2009, 2019. My man said, You traded the Cameron leather in for the Bill Cosby sweater. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Don't do that. Damn. It's ten years later. It's yeah. funny because when I put this on today, I was mm. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking a little Dr. Huxtable, but yeah, Exactly, exactly. We're going to get into what's going on with Bill Cosby, too, because he not really, things ain't looking for Bill out in these streets. It's it ain't not, looking good man. for Bill. It's not. Bill, I, I, It's looking like he about to spend another Christmas behind bars. It is. Somewhat, it is. man. Somewhat. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> that Bill, like, it's, it's rough for me talking about Bill sometimes, too, man. Me, too. Because it's like. Because it's blasphemous to talk about anybody from Philly in a negative way, yeah, first and foremost. But, oh, that's the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I keep forgetting y'all from Jersey. <laughs> uh, just to remind y'all, watch what you say about my first things yeah. first. Watch what you say out your mouth. Nah, it's because listen. what he represented to represent us, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bill Cosby... I, 
Yo, you know, we even met Bill Cosby on the train one time. It's like, yeah. it's like what he represented. And for all these people coming out, and a lot of times I know we look into conspiracy theories and we do all this and we do all that. And all those women that came out at one time, I, you know, with the whole Me Too clause. And it's just like, you still hearing it. You still get they're giving their accusations and stuff like that, and they're accusing and all that. But you still look at it kind of like just what he represented. Yeah, Man, he ain't do that shit. But then that was the same thing I was talking to him about with the whole situation with R. Kelly. Yeah, and we was having a discussion, and I actually looked. I told and you, if you look, and if you take the veil off your eyes, yeah, and you look. That man has been giving you clues to what his whole mind state was at the same time and for yeah. years. Now maybe Bill Cosby has too, and we just don't want to look at he it. He played the gynecologist <laughs> on the Cosby yeah. Show. Yeah. He was yeah. trying to let us know I'm in these pussy. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to tell yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to cuss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to cuss. Yeah, but, but goddamn it, he's been in these pussy since the 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey. he tried to let us know. He could have been any type of doctors. Why wasn't you a podiatrist? You could have been a dentist. He could, he could, he could have. he could have been a foot doctor. Yeah, yeah. Been a foot shit. Doctor. But that's what I'm yeah. saying, man. It's just you. We, we could have been a know. professor. But, but in all actuality, what was going on with him? Like, what's what's up? What's the update with Bill Cosby? Look like he's going to be in these. Yeah, it looks like well, he's his, about to spend a, another Christmas. His appeal fails. Mm. Correct. Yeah, so he filed for an appeal, and unfortunately, well, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, because a lot of people have mixed emotions about Bill Cosby going to prison. Number one, because of what he meant to us, what he meant to the culture, yeah. how he motivated a whole generation of people to go to college, and as a result, our kids are going to college, and their kids are going to college. Exactly. So he he was the black American dream, and America's favorite dad, and one of my favorite, favorite comedians ever. So I yeah. do feel the conflict of the what I love about him and the what he, his legacy did for me. Mm-hmm. But also as a woman, I think like, you know how fucking pissed off I would yeah. be if you offer yeah. me a cappuccino and I wake up with yeah. your dick in my mouth? Oh, That's oh, not man. what I saw. <laughs> Pretty times, baby. Let's take, keep, this, keep this at record, D. Yeah. She don't want cappuccino. Oh, okay? she don't want cappuccino? Don't give her no fucking cappuccino. I, I ain't drinking cappuccino. I don't, I don't want no espresso. Man. I don't want a latte. No like, cappuccinos, D. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's like, weird because when I think about Bill Cosby. I, I think about mad hot chocolate, mad hot chocolate in fucking sweaters, man. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Something real comfortable and cozy, but just to think about them, like. And you know what? What's crazy maybe. is I was kind of one of those, oh, they just trying to tear down his legacy and they trying yeah. to tear down another black man. I was very much one of those. That's yeah. what we I, always say. Until I saw an old video of him. Interview, being interviewed by Larry King. Yeah. Okay. And he was talking about that he Spanish fly. And he kept denying it. He oh, told yeah. on his entire self. He yeah. like, yeah, you just drop a couple of them joints and they drink. Oh. Like, then they lays open like, hello. Yep. hello. Oh, see, oh like, okay. Yep. That's what I'm saying. It was yep. probably there the whole time. You yep. just snitched on No matter how much he warms your heart, I got to think because I have a daughter. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If anybody touches my daughter in, in that fashion or, or right. outside yeah. of her own you know what I'm saying? Yeah, without Consent. my permission. Don't touch hey, me yo, without my permission. Go to jail forever before I catch you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how I feel. And I think a lot of people was also conflicted about the number of years that had passed before people. Yeah, because it came up yeah. back so much later. Yeah, yeah but, but a lot of times they might not have known what really actually Well, happened. here's the thing. I'm going to go back. I don't know the situation. I don't know exactly what year it was, but <clears throat> a girl I went to school with. Yeah. yeah. She was in, she got into modeling. 
mm-hmm. so she and she was on the front page of the paper talking about how Bill Cosby like sexually oh. assaulted her. That's the last and, and she and she and I was like I'm, and I ain't gonna lie, that's my homegirl and everything. I was like, what the fuck is she talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know I was like, man, Bill ain't do nothing to her, man. Like, oh, yeah, me too. Me I, too. Like, 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 perspective like, is get, crazy. Get the fuck out crazy, of here. Man. But years later, she wasn't one that they showed. Mm-hmm. But years later, I'm like, damn, all these other. Maybe she was really telling yeah. the motherfucking truth. And I yeah. believe for the person she was, though, she wasn't a liar like that. Right. I, I knew her. But I didn't like me and her sister's super cool. Yeah. So and they twins. So it's like she gonna be watching this. They like, the same. Uh, yeah, she know. Why you tell them my business? Yeah, I ain't, that's why I ain't saying nobody's name. <laughs> but it's just like it 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 blew my mind when I first said. I'm just being yeah. honest. Yeah, and you, you know was what like mean? when when you I heard wanted all to believe her back then, but like, now I'm a super believer. Like I'm just gonna be, you know. It's just the thing, man. We when we when we fall in love with two us as black folks touching on that when we come up in a house. Watching people on TV, we completely fall in love with the character that they are. Right. Not saying that Bill never was big on education, but you could be bigger education and be a pervert at the same time. You yeah, can. exactly. But you but, can. but we often start calling people <laughs> by the character. Because for example, just to touch on it, uh, Felicia Rashad is always going to be Claire Huxtable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Theo was going to Michael Jamal Warner was going to always be Theo. <laughs> yeah. I met Tatiana Ali one time. She was like um, on fr- from Fresh Prince, yeah, yeah. Dur- while um, during yeah. Obama's first campaign, and she was like one of those celebrities that was going out and like helping people get registered to vote. So I'm standing in line at the club, and uh, yeah. I'm like Ashley Banks. Banks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're calling like you are. Exactly. What's the name? To, to, how you say name? Tashina Arnold. We're gonna always call her Pam. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. She always be Pam. And then I still call Tisha Campbell. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. So that's why. But see, again, if you pay attention to that, or black people started catching on to that. That's why Martin's name is Martin. Yeah. That's why Marlon's name was Marlon. Exactly. I'm serious because they want you to know them for their name. Yeah. And your name is everything. You yeah. get labeled as a character for the rest of your life. Keisha Knight Pullman is, 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 is who? She's going to be Rudy for the rest exactly. of her life. Exactly. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And she think I'm going to call mm-hmm. her Keisha. She got another goddamn thing coming. <laughs> yeah. Rudy. Rudy. Everybody probably <laughs> yeah. calls her Rudy. And, yeah. and another good friend of mine, she but knows. I call Michael Jamal Warner. I'm going to call him Theo. I used to always call him uh, Theo yeah. until, uh, until, until Malcolm and Eddie came out. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what broke that's it. That's what broke it. Because yeah. I remember, remember because that. They caught I, well, on. I probably don't remember, but it used to be like these um, calendars that used to come out. It used to be like like sexy black men ca- calendars. I'm sure yeah. y'all don't remember. They used nah. to be called like Arabesque. I remember Jet Beauty of the Week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Jamal Warner was in this calendar and he had locks and I think he had his nipple pierced. And I was like, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't know he had yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, you know what's going on. You know where you, you know, going. Yeah. We, got a fun, we got a fun fact here. So, it's going to it's going to lead to this. So, we was at, I'm going to bring it all the way down. We was at this show. In New York City, and I'm not gonna tell them what show it was. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it's at this show in New York City, and the lady that hosted the shows, she was a real advocate for HIV because she she had it. Mm. Okay, so she would pass out condoms in the crowd and everything, and she um she did these shows monthly, but she just really wanted to spread, it and she didn't mind speaking her truth. It was always her show; she always had a big turnout. So. 
we had to, it, they had some celebrity people there, you know, B-list celebrities, whatever it is. So but next thing you know, we hear this noise, and it's over in the in the bathroom. We yeah. think it's like security <laughs> fight. We like me is me D, his you know his other his older brother and a bunch of us. My other cousin, we was like, oh shit, they over there fighting. So what it was, it, it wasn't nobody f- fighting. Somebody was probably trying to fuck with yeah. them condoms. Yeah. What? And guess who it was coming out the motherfucking bathroom? It wasn't my Theo. No. no. Oh, I'm about to say, not Mother- my Theo. Motherfucking Eddie Winslow. Eddie Winslow. Eddie Winslow. <laughs> Eddie Winslow. Eddie Winslow. Eddie Winslow, Winslow is a freak, though. Eddie Winslow <laughs> married Superhead. Yeah, see what, what I'm did? saying? Yes. I didn't know that. I'm how not many, bad, girl. How many, how many people did she marry? Didn't she marry the dude? The, the white dude who had the show on... Um, they weren't married. Bill Maher. You're Bill talking Mar- about uh, Real Time with Bill Maher. Yeah. They weren't married, she but They weren't married, but they were She sucked his dick, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's doing that like listen. a fucking... Uh, so, but listen. This <laughs> is Tell me her book like, exactly. Yeah. How, what is your technique, yeah. sis? But who oh, you know, you ain't never see a porno? No. Okay. Yeah, oh, Take she shows her techniques. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but oh, we, she shows her techniques. I read her book, too. I read her first book. The show that we seen, we, we was live at, on the Jay on Jay-Z's first... On Jay-Z's... Mm-hmm. First album, he had a song called 22 Twos, right? And in that 22 Twos song, it was like he was at an open mic and he was rapping. And um, at the end, a lady was trying to speak to him and somebody in the crowd was like, shut the fuck up. I don't oh, know if you... Yeah, like, you don't remember that on Reasonable Doubt? I don't know if you listened to Jay's <laughs> first album. You remember that, Brock? On, on Jay- reasonable, reasonable Doubt. And he said, shut the fuck up, right? Well, anyway, you did 22 Twos? It was a song called 22 Twos by Jay-Z. This one you Spotify now because all his albums is there. That's you know, um, that was her show. What was the name of the show? Mad Wednesday, Mad Mondays on that. On Mondays, it was Mad Wednesdays on yeah on Wednesdays when we when, went. Yeah, exactly. It might have been Mad Wednesdays on. Mad, or it's it, vice versa. Either so way. everybody from the underground. So we was so we was so excited about going because we knew this is where Jay Z did the song. 22 uh-huh. twos. And then here come Eddie Winslow. And here come Eddie, Eddie Winslow. Winslow. <laughs> trying to fuck, trying to fuck in the bathroom. With the and we was, and was, we was young boys yeah, then, yeah, too. We was like to 21. hard and everything. Like, what? And I'm, in my mind, I was like, Eddie Winslow. Now, he was, coming out, he was coming out now. He was laughing. He was coming out trying to fix the no, bed. No, like, he was moving through the crowd. Oh, yeah. Charlie yeah, Carl yeah. Winslow on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yo, mm-hmm. I can believe it. He seemed like he a freak. Yeah. And he seemed like he a little arrogant. Now, Maybe. Speaking of this, and this is a little off the grid, you know, a lot of people who spent time in Hollywood, which I've never been, says there's a lot of drugs, sex, rock and roll, homosexual stuff, all that type of stuff that happens out there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> do you think if you went out there for business, not, I don't say you're going to live that life, um, how would you? Seeing it as much, the drugs, the sex, how do you think that would adjust to your mind frame? I think it's a reason God never allowed me to get to Hollywood yet, it's because exactly. I would be coked out and fucking bitches, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be doing the most. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'd be doing everything. <laughs> coked out girls, be coming, girls be dropping allegations against me like she's a, she was the aggressor. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, I don't know nah. if I would be able to survive that life. And I think that's why a lot of people don't, because of the... The excessive access, like you have all this money, all this opportunity, all these temptations coming at you. People are giving you drugs. You ain't even got to buy the shit. You could just sit down. People like you. Cocaine is a party favor at this point. Exactly. So I don't think now the old. If I 
Now that I'm older, I might be able to exercise a little bit of self-control just because I got a son that I got to be worried about. Yeah. And I don't want him seeing me doing I no embarrassing shit on the Instagram. So I'm like, all right, just because I got a son, I don't want him, and he's old enough to get on the on the internet, I don't want him to pull up an article and it's me yeah. doing the most because I'm capable of yeah. everything. Yeah, like you ever seen, <laughs> you ever seen Snoop football show with the mom on there? That was she was an old porn <laughs> star. Like yeah, my kids, that. they ain't even mentioned that. My kids, I was like, yo, she used to play in porn. Yeah. And, and the show was based around like his her son on the football team. Yeah. And, and the dad was like, Yeah, I met her in the strip club, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, getting custom life out there, I I would know. Like I would have to stay grounded. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you got to. me mentally, just look, knowing the opportunity that I'm out there for, I would struggle more with trying to categorize what I had to do to be successful. Rather than getting pulled into the life that everybody else is living, and I you know and I, I mean? and I also got another question because it kind of relates to this, um, and we're gonna add, I'm gonna ask both of y'all this. <clears throat> um, why do you think women adjust to homosexuality easier than men? I'm asking you that. Then I'm gonna ask you. Yeah, yeah. I think for one, um, it's more socially acceptable. Like I don't. I don't think, and you know, not to say that being gay isn't, especially like it's in the times that we live in. Like it's like, do you? <laughs> yeah. Like, fly your flag. Nobody gives a fuck. Mm -hmm. But um, I think for women, it's more socially acceptable. Um, I think some women might get into like making out with a girl or something like that, even if they're not necessarily into girls, mm -hmm. but maybe they want to. Um, please the guy that they're with. Yeah. So maybe, you know, he want to have a threesome. She want to okay. make him happy. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. I guess we fucking this bitch tonight. I'm sorry, ladies. Yeah. I guess mm -hmm. we're fucking this lady tonight. Yeah, I'll give so, so, and then by that way too, some women might feel like, oh shoot, now that I've experienced this, come to find out I actually like it and mm -hmm. might start to dabble and, more. So, and they dab more too. So exactly. it, it's really, I think it's circumstantial. I, I, like for me, I always, I, I think women are beautiful. Yeah. I, I've I've always appreciated a woman's body. I think it's a work of art if you treat it the right way and do uh, and uh, keep it tight. Like yeah. uh, mm -hmm. not everybody's body is a work of art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there are so like I do appreciate the beauty of a woman. So um not to say that I'm gay. Yeah. But I not to say that I haven't dabbled yeah. either. Yeah. So a hoe. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna come back to that. Yeah. D, you're right. I'm not saying nothing else because if my mom watches this, I'm gonna get a beating. Yeah, yeah but just nah, like your mom. But too. Nah, that's, like and what you and what you say is what what I hear a lot from women. You know what I'm saying? Like they they all say like I can appreciate a woman's body, or I can I can see me trying it. Like it's 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 rarely. I've ran into very few women who say, hell no. Right, you know what I'm saying. Very few. Yeah, but the the rest the rest of the women are like, uh, I've tried it, or I can appreciate a woman when they say, you know, when they give the answer straight up and now I can appreciate a woman. I know like they they're, they're yeah. more to the bisexual side. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> did you just label me? Nah, 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 no, no. <laughs> they bi curious. Yeah, yeah, but no, no. When if a woman says I'm that, gender answer, fluid, gender no, like fluid. Billy D. Okay. Williams. Billy D. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying because. When a woman gives that as her first answer, yeah, yeah. without what you just said, like you know, like maybe she's trying to do this to please the men because in our actuality, that's what I was going to get into with my answer. But yeah, if she just her first answer is I can appreciate a woman, yeah, then yeah. it's more or less they're bisexual. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just that straight answer. But me personally, yeah, answering your question, the reason I think it is more 
socially acceptable for women to be, you know, bisexual or whatever than men is. It's just the whole, if you go back his, historically, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and religious-based with so many, like, you know, Solomon and, you know what I mean, and having all these wives and, you know, him just being a man and as far as religions that... 300 wives, 700 concubines? Exactly. So even <laughs> when, count, even, huh? even with the, trying to get your even little harem. Even <laughs> with the religions now, you have those religions out there that allow you to have multiple wives and stuff like that. Yeah, as long as you can afford all of them. Don't be broke with To the fact that lives. when it comes <laughs> down... When it comes down to, like, even with the lions, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's one man lion and there's, you know, the female lions, and they all go out. But in all actuality, yeah, I think that's what it is. The the the, the quote-unquote dominance of the man in the relationship. Well, I said, I asked y'all both this question because I don't know if y'all heard about this story, but a Florida man. <laughs> I already like where this going because everybody man. in Florida is off the meat rack. Go um, ahead. Dropped his son off on the highway, left him there. Oh yeah. How old was the son? Um, because that's what like I'm not sure. I think it might have been like eight or nine. Oh no 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 like that. no. That's not no, that's not. And when they asked him, why did he drop his son off and leave him on the highway? He said, because I think he's gay. And then when they stopped the son, they said, why did your dad drop you off and leave you? He said. He caught me watching porn with two men. Oh. Was he too harsh? Yeah. I, I can't think of nothing that my son would do. <laughs> Look at your face. Look at Dee's face. <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? I, now, I'm speaking from the mom point of view. You know, you got the, the yin and your yang. That's why it takes two people to make a baby. Um, so coming from my nurturing energy, I don't think there's anything my son could do that would make me disown him. No, he will slap you. Well, I wouldn't disown him, but yeah, I would. I, fuck him I, up. I wouldn't take him to the hospital after I fuck him up, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and I'd be yeah. so like, "Yeah, I told you, this. I told you." <laughs> I done stabbed you forty six times. Nigga. You thought this suburban mommy was the deal? I told you. Yep. Go get the soccer mom shit food. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I would. I I can't. It's nothing my son could do that w- that would make me disown him. Besides, harm another child. Yeah, that I would have to be like, "All right, nigga, you on your own." Yeah. <laughs> like it was nice knowing you. Yeah. Not, but yeah. <laughs> but I can't like I can't stand behind a pedophile. I can't yeah. stand behind a rapist. No. Um, but I can, if my son was to Pedophiles come to me and say, um, me. if my son was to come to me and be like you know, especially now that he's getting older, going through puberty, and you know, discovering himself, if he was to tell me that he liked boys, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, you can't be my son anymore. Like I'm gonna love you. Oh, I got talking to the mic. I'm not close <laughs> enough. I'm like, I never got no complaints about that. Oh, so, oh, so. oh. <laughs> I'm like, y'all know too much about me. Oh, <laughs> y'all hear that? He like two checks for BDB. That's a nuke. Two checks for BDB. But it's nothing my son could do, like, and, and especially like for a child that's eight or nine years old. At this point, you don't even know if he's actually if that was like an expression of gayness or right. just a curiosity thing because. He walked into porn, and maybe that was the only kind of porn that was a, that he could find. Or yeah. is that the dad's porn? Yeah. He, like we need to figure out how he got his hands on that porn, dad. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault a child for stumbling into porn and being and having their curiosity piqued by it, regardless of what type of porn it is, because we're intrigued by sex 
by nature. Yes. So, because that's how we got here. Yeah, definitely. But me personally, we're animals. We just know how to walk and talk. Me personally, (laughs) though, when the younger me, I'd have been like, yeah, my man was on point. You know what I'm saying? Leave him on the highway. The younger me, he like that. He like see you at the crossroads for real. He meant that shit. But the older me, like you know, just experiencing life Mm -hmm. and being in knowing having tight people with me whose children may be gay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or been through it and, and just, you know, seeing the world as it is. Still love my children, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would have to have a conversation with him. You know what I'm saying? I would have to really see where his mind state was. Right. Nine years old, you never know. Yeah. If if you yeah, if you as a father or a mother didn't notice that, like, up to right. nine, because from what I'm being told, you can notice like I knew gay two year olds. Like you could yeah, just exactly. tell, like the you baby's could, gay. Yeah, but it, that's why I believe that even, you could. You're born gay. Like yeah, it's nothing even like that. Like they, they, you could just kind of notice it. And yeah, you know, I would just have to have a conversation with him. Like, yo, what's this? Yeah, and you know, if yeah, he try, he's going to try and hide it because he's a child. Even if it was man or you know woman porn, he would try to hide well, just it. Like, just like, exactly. just like, just uh, like Dwayne Wade with his son, you know, and exactly everything that's going on right mm. now, but. I just, you know, you guys, I just, I love talking to y'all. So I just want to know <laughs> how y'all felt yeah. about but you, this. you know what? Another point of view about that, too, is being black, being a black woman, uh-huh. being a black woman in America, mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to be discriminated against. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to Me, too, as a black man. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> you really? I know that, black too. Black men are discriminated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. I got a whole about. book about that that we're about to get into in the next 10 minutes. Exactly. But, um... I I don't like to um, put people in a position of judgment or, prejud- or prejudiceness or bigotry. I don't like to discriminate against people or make you them should. feel like they're less than or second class because I know that feeling. Yeah. And I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't put that on anybody. Like and that's why like even when people are gay or when I've had friends that came out to me, it was just like, oh, all right. Or, yeah. or or okay, I already knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wear Tim's and sometimes this. I think yeah. I think the biggest discrimination that I've actually witnessed though wasn't even about my race. Yeah, it was more age. Was yeah, because age. Yeah, that's, age that's is the, the new discrimination. The newest of the discrimination. Yeah, what it is is like for it's, example, it's, it's prejudged. I, exactly. Like yeah. I've been I've been at my job nineteen years. I'm thirty eight. So I started when I was nineteen. Um. Every time I would cut, like when I was around, like it was a time that I was the youngest person working <laughs> in the building. Mm-hmm. Not the youngest man. Mm-hmm. The youngest person, period. Right. I think I was the second youngest. You know what I mean? And yeah, for a little while, yeah. and then a couple girls came. But yeah. but before that, I was the youngest person. So it's like, it was, and at the time, it was a lot of Italians that were in charge. Mm-hmm. So... You wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was race because you would see how they would be with the with the with the African American or black people that were their age. But with me, it was like, oh, he seems like a good kid, but why is his shirt not tucked in? Because Larry's fucking shirt not tucked in. <laughs> You're trying, and I had, and I honestly, it changed when I had to have a talk with all of them because I, whether they were black, white, whatever, I had to tell them. I know all y'all got, I know half of y'all kids, and all y'all got kids my age, but I'm not your child. Right. I'm your co-worker. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had to tell them that one yeah. one by one. And when I did, after a while, it stopped because they really felt like they were always trying to 
like you said, we were prejudged on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. And it would be it would be black people doing it. Me and him worked together. So when we at the first half of the day we had our own assignments. The second half of the day we were working together. Mm-hmm. They had tried to say, "Don't ride in the truck together because they're gonna think y'all smoking weed." But we don't smoke weed. Why? Because y'all black? No, no. Because that's in this book as but well. But the person who said it was black. But because y'all young black guys, yeah. clearly y'all smoke weed because that's what young black guys do. Exactly. But that's yeah. what the war on drugs and, has tried to do. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. And when it's since you said, I want to know what this else, what else this book we is gonna, Wait, we going to get I into just want to know. In a minute because I'm trying to um, run the clock out so we can start uh, the t- next 10 minutes fresh on the uh, on the ju- judicial system. <laughs> Not the judicial system. Yeah, no, I mean... I'm just saying, like I was, you talking about discrimination, and uh, as far as that goes, age and prejudging. Honestly, who did? I mean, and this is because we see it blatantly because we're mm-hmm. in the own, we're in our own uh, ethnicity, ethnicity. You know right. what I'm saying? I, sometimes I feel like black people are more racist than white people, blatantly. Oh, racist. me too. Sometimes you feel what I'm saying. So, but. And 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 when I look at it from that aspect is, you know, they look at the younger, like the younger guys, and like we said, discriminating from age. A lot of times, and I even do it myself sometimes with the younger generation. We they look at the younger generation like, man, they don't know nothing. Yeah, they don't know what they, yeah, I <laughs> do that too. Like, look like, at these dumbass young girls. You know I do it saying? too. It did like young girls. One time when I did <laughs> when I did work uh, with Mr. Influential, you know what I'm saying? I, one day I was out reading water meters. On mm-hmm. it's in front of somebody's building, in in a <laughs> no, local neighborhood, regular neighborhood. I'm reading what I got to do. I do. I've been doing it for years. Then, so I've done it for a couple of times at that same location, and it just so happens this man pops out like, "You, what you doing out here?" <laughs> Me and your water meter, sir. Say, so, yeah, that's, that's that's not where the water meter at. I was like, yes, it is. I've been doing it for a while. You must not know where you at. <laughs> like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, and, and when he threw it at me like that, I'm, I'm in my mind thinking like, yo, just because you see me walking on your lawn, now if it was a white dude walking on the lawn in the same uniform reading your water meter, you He'd would like, not come Good day, kind sir. Like, would you, you like some lemonade? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would not come at him like that because right. you know he was some type of utility worker. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So... In all actuality, yeah, I, I have been discriminated against white from black, Spanish to black, you know what I'm saying? Different yeah. races. And, we, and what I want people to notice is discrimination, racism, and prejudice is all a tool. Mm-hmm. It's all a tool to keep us distracted. That's a strong mental tool. Say if something happens to a young wow. if something happens to a young black man, right? Mm-hmm. The whole country of black people step up and it's the main thing. You know what I'm saying? Because you preach preaching yeah. that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And after that, white people, you know, discriminating, whatever. Racism, discrimination is a tool against the mind. That's all it is. It's a weapon against the mind. And we're going to get into the foundations of all that in a minute. Yeah. You want us to keep going? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, Next topic. <laughs> yeah, but he act, of, he looked at me like he actually doing speak, some directing. <laughs> you ain't giving me no hand <laughs> gestures. <laughs> you ain't giving me a camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 all right, all right, solid. I got it. I got it. Okay, okay, I got it. All right, all right. I got it. Kiki, getting into what we were just talking about. It's an article that I sent you. Okay. Um, it's about crime. 
as far as uh, young black women, but it goes into the whole aspect of what I was talking about with racism. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. So is this the one that you sent last week? I just sent it. Oh, okay. And the title of the book that you're reading, what? The New Jim Crow? Okay. So the title of the book that I'm reading currently is called The New Jim Crow. The author is Michelle Alexander, and she is a black woman attorney, so Black Lady Esquire. Um, The book is really, really amazing. It has a lot of statistics, a lot of history. Um, It's explaining how the former slave system as we knew it morphed into the mass incarceration (coughs) movement today. So um, we're going to start with this article. It's called Black Victims Unrepresented and Named Violent Crime Laws. The slaying of Reagan Tokes and Aliana DeFries had much in common. Both were abducted, raped, and killed in Ohio in 2017. Tokes was a 21-year-old college student, DeFries a 14-year-old seventh grader. Both their killers were previously convicted of sex crimes, yet only one victim got a law with her name on it, Tokes, who was white. The disparity in so-called namesake laws represents a national trend. White crime victims are much more likely to get crime bills named after them than black victims. An Associated Press analysis found that more than eight in 10 standalone laws named for victims in violent crimes since 1990 honor white victims or groups of victims that included at least one white person. Only 6% were named for black victims. Only 6%? 6%, wow. (laughs) Jeez. Namesake laws have been a popular way for lawmakers to simultaneously recognize victims of of horrific crimes and enact tough on crime laws, and many have become common parlance. Parlance? Parlance? (laughs) And a a national criminal justice discussion. (laughs) Let's say commonplace. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever words you want to put in there. I'm like hypotenuse. Okay. <laughs> Felt like I was mixer for a bit yeah, yeah. I was on the road though. You gotta get oh, yeah, yeah. you. I'm, oh, I'm sweating hard and shit. I'm I, like, I, I do that a lot. Don't too. mess up, girl. <laughs> you got you, it. They yeah. recording you, sis. Okay. Amber Alert. Amber Alerts that warn the public to look out for a missing child are named for Amber Hagerman, a white nine-year-old from Texas who was killed after being abducted while riding her bike with her brother. Sex offender registries and notification systems were set up under federal laws and state laws named for a six-year-old Adam Walsh. Oh, yes, Adam Walsh. Um, His father did America's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yep. Uh, so, six-year-old Adam Walsh, eleven-year-old Jacob Weatherling, and seven-year-old Megan Kinka. 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 She's from around all All white children abducted and killed by sex offenders. Racial disparity in such laws have left black victims, such as the Freeze, unrepresented. According to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, young black people in her age range, from twelve to nineteen experience violent crimes at significantly higher rates than white Mm. peers, including being five times more likely to be victims of homicide. Damn. Five Mm. times more likely to be victims of homicide. Mm. Ooh, should I keep going? No, no, no. Should I start crying now? Because it it gets rough because, like, think of it like like what you're reading, the new Jim Crow, the way it's set up to pull mostly all men of color 
into the the justice system so that they can work basically free labor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just basically the new slave, the slave mentality. We're being pulled in for more crimes, but not being considered for the crimes against. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Which sets up the whole victimization thing. Like, um, it changes, it changes, and, and you know, th- like we said, we discussed racism, and I'm just being honest here, it changes the white perspective into being more of the victim. And right. For, and like a white, life, my, exactly. a white life matters a little bit more. Exactly. And the blacks for being more of the, uh, the perpetrator. The perpetrator and the attacker. Or the predator, the, the, the super exactly. predators. Exactly. <laughs> and, they, and, they're, and they're able to statistically prove it because they got the numbers for it. But when in all actuality, it's not like that. Right. If you talk to a regular black man who who has no sense of consciousness, because most of us are self-conscious. Yes. Um, if you talk to the average black man, they'll let you know that they feel like a victim. They right. feel victimized. Like, we can't yeah. even walk the blocks without the cops fucking with us. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. you got to look at the way they bringing stuff down. They're not solving our crimes, but they if it's something with us against another race, then it's pulled in like right, that. If, right, it's, yeah. if it's us against us, that we're pulled in like that. Right. It's yeah. basically, we're going to get you to work right. for right. free. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know we got the, uh, what's what's the law? It's, it's slipping my mind now where, where they have to hire um certain amount affirmative of black people. Action. Affirm, was that the affirmative But even action? affirmative action yeah. is being done away with. It's not yeah. totally ripped from legislation. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely being chipped away over the last couple of years. So when, it, when the, if it's still there, it's just a withered of a little piece I, of it. Yeah. Here's what I believe. With affirmative action, if the grounds are flat and even, basically if the battleground is even, right? not even a battleground, but if the whole platform is even, get, away, get rid of it. Because then you'll see who else is potentially, you know, who could be the best potential person in the position that you're looking for. But the grounds are not even. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, they, it could be a black or Indian man, whoever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's way more qualified to be in this position than right. this white man you may trust because, of, like I said, racism is a tool. They may be racist, but not even know why they're racist. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's historical, though, because racism is a byproduct of slavery. Mm-hmm. So the of only course. reason that racism even exists, because before the slave trade, before the, the transatlantic slave trade, mm-hmm. Uh, on a global scale before that because people be like well slavery has always existed all throughout time yeah. yes some form of slavery has always existed but no form of slavery was as insidious as egregious as heinous as yeah. this transatlantic slave trade system yes. so to uh, to ease the minds of europeans that were feeling guilty like about enslaving a full race of people yeah. Yeah. not only in america but in the caribbean and south america on the motherland um it was like, all right, well, here's how we make them feel good about the shit that they're doing to make them be able to sleep at night. Tell them that these people are savages. They're inferior. They're brutes. They don't know yep. any better. We're saving yep. them. They would be, you know, if it wasn't for us, where would they be? So yeah. that's that's what started giving birth to the idea. Because you got to make it okay with your soul that you're doing this to another human being. So exactly. the way that they did that was to create this they're inferior, and therefore you shouldn't feel bad about how you're treating it's them. The same and way that's how racism has that's how racism was created yes and that's 
why racism was harder to get rid of than it was for slavery because with the with a stroke of a pen you can write the Emancipation Proclamation you can write the yeah. civil the civil and slavery uh, rights over. act and things like that so it was uh, the stroke of a pen you could write legislation to outlaw yeah. um slavery i.e. the 13th amendment yeah, even the though there is a clause in that that can make you a slave to the state but that's another time that's another story but, you can't but take the um the mentality you. portion of it was the they the, the the belief that not because not only did the white people have to believe that they were superior and make themselves okay and be able to sleep at night knowing that they've been brutalizing and terrorizing and oppressing these people, but you have to make the slave believe that they are inferior. Exactly. Yeah. So once slavery was ended, even with the you know okay here's the legislation, slavery's over, y'all good now. But were they really like yeah. there was no therapy, there was no yeah. hospitalization, exactly. there was no talking to, and right after slavery, things like black black codes went into place. So instead of it being outright slavery, even though it still was, because then the Ku Klux Klan and all that, but um, black codes started happening. So it was like all right, well. You better not be out after a certain amount of time, after a certain hour, or you better have some documentation to prove that you have um, a job. By the because it, it was like vagrancy law, so if, if you didn't have a job, you was going to be arrested. If you get arrested, you go into the prison system. The prison system back then was the chain gangs. The basically you're a slave again, mm -hmm. but. This time, it's because you broke a law, mm -hmm. one yes. of these fake-ass little laws that call, they yeah. call black codes that only apply to black people. Mm -hmm. So right after slavery, you got that prison system started mm -hmm. where you're getting free labor. And now they didn't care about whether or not we going to take care of the human that this person is. Because even during slavery, your, your physical body was your cachet. That was your value. So. Yeah. It was it was in the master's best interest to make sure you were healthy because I'm not about to buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But now that they, they had the prison they system, they didn't give a fuck about your body because I could just get another one off the street because mm -hmm. we're going to do another sweep and round up the rest yeah. of these niggas tonight. So yeah. it was worse than slavery because now the lifespan of a person in the chain gang or in the parchment uh, drug system was only three years. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that slave system... The, I'm a slave, I work on the cotton fields or whatever, or in, in the sugar cane fields or whatever, went from I, I'm being owned by this person to I'm free, but the law dictates, and that's why it's that clause in the 13th Amendment that says, okay, you're free, there's no, you know, slavery is abolished, no one shall be a slave in the United States of America except if you've been convicted of a crime, and this is your, fun, and this is your punishment. Exactly. So, as the slaves, the slave system after slaves were free or emancipated, turned into the prison system, which still made them slaves or worse. When that stopped working, they started this war on drugs. And the war on drugs, we started hearing about it more so in the 1990s with the Reagan administration. Yeah. But it really started with the Nixon administration. Yeah. And around that time, too, because there were so many civil rights movements in the 60s and the 50s and 60s that got a lot of legislation has to like prohibit explicit racism like overt racism i'm not gonna give you this job because you black that type of racism yeah. so they started switching the way they speak of racism so instead of saying yeah. not these niggas they might say uh, 
a gang of thugs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or instead of saying war on drugs, right. and, and then they started to use propaganda, like every night on the news you see crack babies and black women that's on drugs and, you know, watching them get to <laughs> use their food stands to sell food stands yeah. to sell their body to sell exactly. drugs to get some more crack and watch the black men get with their pants sagging on the corner. You watch them getting rounded up on the... You watch everybody on cops every night. What you going to do? Mm-hmm. Everybody all handcuffed and shit, selling coke, selling crack. So, um... Subliminally, Changing your perspective. It's, yes, and yeah. and I think that's why um, the to tie it back into this conversation about the bills that are named after uh, white victims versus black victims. Mm-hmm. That's because that's why a movement that was specifically named Black Lives Matter had to be named Black Lives Matter because mm-hmm. I think somewhere I can say somewhere along the line black lives never mattered <laughs> they never, never mattered yeah, to the general yeah. public of the united states they bled it to us because yeah. we was black but, but that, we had to like i can't even say remind people we had to let people know like yo my life counts yeah. my baby's life count yes so like you know sorry megan i do i feel bad for megan and her yeah. family I, w- I would hate to go through the pain of losing a child that was yeah. abducted and killed by a sex offender mm-hmm. but that shouldn't be the face of, you know, oh, let's name the law after this little angel. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember um, Patrice O'Neill. And I'm going to stop talking because I feel like I'm on a Kanye type of rant. No, I'm listening. But um, you, Patrice you speaking. O'Neill had a, uh, okay. <laughs> like, y'all Deacon don't S. hear me. Deacon S. I'm about to look. I feel like the, the preacher. I'm like, mm. Feed the information. Lord, Lord. So um, there was um, Patrice O'Neill, my favorite favorite comedian of all time. Oh, God bless I, his soul. I, I love him. Isn't yeah. he the best? Oh, yeah. his, he is such a bell show over this thing, and I really shouldn't like him as a woman, but, but he, he cracks me the fuck up. But um, he was talking about, like, he had a, a part, it was, it's the elephant in the room, his Comedy Central special, mm-hmm. and he was like, what's the name of that white girl? What's the name of that girl that went missing? Um, in Aruba. Everybody's like, oh, Natalie Hollowell. He's like, it looks like y'all singing it like she an angel. He's like, Natalie oh, yeah. Hollowell. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie. So he was like, and what's the name of the gr- the other girl that he killed over in uh, South America? Everybody's like, Exactly. Yeah. You don't remember the Hispanic yeah. girl name. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Look, and right now it's just, it just escapes me. I'm like, Figueroa. Yeah. Can't think about but it. That is, and that goes even back to like even to like after slavery, especially, it used to be like you know to stoke white people's fears yeah. and anxieties. And when you start to use these terms, that's why like um when Trump was running, he's like you know Mexicans are rapists and so like the things that he was saying about yeah. Mexicans was basically the same propaganda that was said about us. Yes, yeah. and that makes white people scared of us, yeah. and that makes them see us as the predator or the yeah. offender before we even yes. And like, and like bitch, I'm just trying to get to work. Like yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, he was um he was he was actually was doing one of the things where he was promoting himself as the president, and when he went to a black crowd, was like, you're unemployed, you're going to jail. Like, he, he said it about the black yeah, people. Yeah, But what it is is... Yeah, we going to jail yeah, because yeah, of this fake-ass war on drugs. But yeah, on, that... That is... And, and I hate to sound like the dude that's standing up like this. Because, <laughs> I'm about you to know, say, everybody wants to please believe, do sound like everybody him. Everybody <laughs> wants to believe that we're past this. Yeah, you know, if you want to fight, because that's why I said, the greatest, but, but, the greatest trick that the devil did was to yeah. make you think he didn't exist, yeah. and that's why they use all these secret but, racial code words because they can't outright say 
we're we're like when they say things like we're gonna restore law and order or we're gonna crack down on crime, they but, know that the subliminal message is we're we're going to the black do, community. We're about to start rounding these niggas up. Do you yeah. know who you're saying when you say they? White you know people, oh, politicians. Here's do the you biggest even think thing. It's politicians. It's no, not. here's here's the biggest thing. Look, about well, all right, you get into what you get down. I'll get back to about what the the biggest thing about the whole situation. They paint a picture for other races to believe that we're terrible. They got us to hate right? each other. Mm-hmm. That's the I biggest part. I met Africans from Africa. Mm-hmm. That's like, the I thought biggest, y'all stole. That's I thought the y'all biggest was lazy. Part like, of shit. It. The biggest part of it is when like, we start <laughs> to believe it. But not us sitting at this table, but a lot of people, because the same thing when they put it on the TV, yeah. when they put it in the news, they put it at, we all see that. So yeah. even our own people yep. start to believe it. That And that's the biggest and my and my part is mm. it's like we already know that they're aiming for the for for other races to believe that but when we start to believe that and actually act like that you know it's right. a saying like you become a product of your environment right okay right, right like my pastor had preached at one time he's from mississippi pulled up at church you know what i mean in new jersey he had a bottle of water he left it in his car it was like 19 degrees outside that day so when he went inside, he was in the office all day, came out, the water bottle was frozen. Nobody's exempt from becoming a product of their environment, right. but that doesn't mean even where the bullshit is happening, that that's all that happens in that environment. Right. Because some people see the bullshit and say, I want to get away from this. Right. Well, I'm going to write a book about where I came from to teach people that who might glorify and make it cool. Mm-hmm. I love where I came from because it built it to be me, but it's so many people in the hood that are powerful that could be other things. Yeah, you yeah, see what I'm saying? But exactly. that's what I'm saying, and you're absolutely right. It's 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 about suppression of that because yeah. because the natural the natural man of this earth, creator of this earth, is the complected man. Mm-hmm. Just just by the way we sit from the distance of the sun and who who maintains the easiest. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can get. Deeper into that, but that uh, required like that to have people like <laughs> weird. We'll but, start to lose people. But yeah, so so the natural we're man gonna lose of our earth, white audience before we gain yeah, them. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, nah. In all actuality, sorry, Becky. But in, but sorry. in all actuality, Not it's, sorry. Nothing, it's nothing even weak about them. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? It's nothing weak about that. From my perspective, where I think we all come from, yeah. it's nothing weak about that. It's just the fact that. With a natural created human being on here. If we were able, you know, and at one point in time, I believe we were taught all the intelligence and all the power that we maintain within our spirits, our souls, and our minds. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, it was destroyed. I think I mentioned this on the last show. It was destroyed. And then we were, we were left without knowledge. We still have our physical ability. Mm-hmm. So... Jumping from that, because it's a whole storyline behind that, jumping from that to what we're talking about now. In these neighborhoods where it's condensely black, if they're able to see beyond the racism, if they're able to make you believe that even your own race, your own people are violent, your own people right. are killing each other, yep. you be willing to call the police. You'll be willing to call the right. military and the right. army to come in and take this, and you're willingly giving away your rights and allowing them to slaughter. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So that's just like with all these mass shootings. Right. 
these mass shootings aren't random. And these people aren't just dying because somebody's feeling like they want to go and shoot up something. It's strategic. You have so many mass shootings that you have everybody willingly, like, mm-hmm. get rid of our guns. Take change the amendment. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. You have some you ha- you having people willingly tell you unarm me. Now who is the only person yeah. that's armed? Their army. Yeah. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So you're allowing yourself to become weak. I see what you just weak. said right yeah. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the propaganda is to make people believe that if we change, if we have tougher gun laws and get rid of the Second Amendment or get rid of our right to bear mm-hmm. arms, mm-hmm. Um, that now we're defenseless because the whole reason that the Second Amendment even exists is yeah. for your right yeah. to protect yourself yeah. in exactly. case your government comes against you. Exactly. You're defenseless, but yet the government still has their arm. Yeah. Oh, and why, why is there so many mass shootings? Yeah. Why is it? Why is everybody? And no just other industrialized uh, country in the Western world yeah. have this amount of mass shootings yeah. because they it's propaganda. To, yeah, it's prop- Yo, these are trained. Uh, and let me tell you, I'm, I'm sorry about this too. I'm just, I'm going to mention it. There are projects where they study the human. Pardon me. They study the human mind. Mm-hmm. They learn mind control mind manipulation and how to tune the mind and hook the mind up to an actual computer where they can download programs and information and missions. And they do it a lot to children. Oh, exactly. Why why are some of these people on missions? They don't care if they're going to die or not. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They were saying that about the DC sniper at one point in time. Oh, yeah. His his mind was manipulated. Yeah. But they get rid of it. They make you think that it's all (laughs) sci-fi. Yeah. You don't think that the government is investing in a soldier that they can have did you, without did any feedback or kickback from an order? Speaking of DC Sniper, did you guys ever hear what they said the reason why he was doing that? Yes. Baby mom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I, if I'm going to shoot, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoot her. Yes, I'm going to shoot eight <laughs> people. The ninth one might, may or may not be her. Like, uh, what? I mean, yo. And shout out to Trent, New Jersey. My hometown where she he bought the car. Right. He bought the car in Trent, New Jersey. Sure, shout out, though. They still around, too. They still got a good car. And she's still alive. <laughs> so um, bef- I'm going to uh, recommend again, yes. you guys, uh, the new Jim Crow. Yeah. Please read this book. I, I want people to stop thinking, like you, like like I said, like the greatest trick that the devil ever did was cre- uh, convincing people that he didn't exist. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now that they're like, oh, no, you know, we live in a colorblind society. Like, what yeah. do you mean racism? Yeah. But we all know those cold, those racially yeah. coded political rhetoric that we yeah. know it when we hear it. and then when we call it out it's like what are you saying i didn't say black yeah. so um yeah. this is an explanation of that it has a lot of uh history t- statistics um and i'll get more into it as the you know as the weeks go on because it's exactly. so much information it's hard to like really uh exactly. do it all in one day but one statistic i want to mention or one fact i want to mention before we move on to a happier topic because yes i'm yeah. likely to start crying um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm like I'm, I'm so I'm so freaking woke between the impeachment inquiries. Reading this book, I'm raising a black it's man hard, in America, and I'm just exhausted. Woke. My it's soul is weary. I've been humming old Negro spirituals. Like mm. it's really been an ordeal to be this fucking woke. But anyway, um, the prisons. Wait, Okay, so you know how people be like, you know, people that's locked up, they must have committed a crime, and black people obviously c- commit crimes at a higher rate than everybody else. That's why they make up 80% of the prison population, mm-hmm. right? So if that was the case, and if, pri- if prison system, if the prison system is designed specifically for black boys, 
hold on, wait. Okay, this is how you know the prison system is specifically designed for black boys. They start to calculate how many future cells that they'll need based on the literacy of African-American boys by the fourth grade. That's how they figure out how many cells they're going to need later. By the fourth grade. You see how by the fourth You see how grade. strategic it is? Yes. It's in great it, but it it's is strategic. the American way. Yeah, yes. but we think it's so yo, we, it's strategic. It's very strategic. Yeah. yeah. You really feel what I'm saying? Like and this drug on war. We was, know we know they extreme. have all the strength. I'm a, I'm a, we empowered I'm a endurance. Think, We're I'm gonna push something out here too to make you think about it even more. Um when you hear stuff like this and you have good parenting and people comes around, they want to talk to you about it. Um, if we don't go to college, okay, what are two of the jobs we run too fast? If we never been in like trouble, state jobs? No, 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 no. I'm talking about real high paying that people run. Most Selling time, drugs. Most of the time, it's law enforcement. True. So either way, <laughs> we're ending up crack. <laughs> no, but either way, listen. We're either way we're ending up in their plan, applying that. Yeah, that is very true either because way. I know a lot of black people that are either officers or correction officers. I eat lunch even with two state workers are in their yep. plan. Of course they are. But listen, what I'm saying. Even about, if you leave college, so you even if you either will get locked up or you want to do the go, locking up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even if we go deeper, and then we now have movies like. Black and Blue. Mm-hmm. We now have a movie, a movie that's coming out next uh, next year called Equal Standard. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't hear about that, Ice T's like part <laughs> of producing about that that movie. Look, Tretch is in it. Um, oh shoot, Tretch! Nah, the shit the shit is crazy. You just gotta watch the uh, preview on YouTube. But we're all we're all somehow they want us to get in that plan. The ones who actually and the ones who are doing good for themselves. Mm-hmm. Who might go into society and become entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially coming out the culture of hip hop, mm-hmm. like Meek Mills, Jay Z. They're the ones that get this bigger target on their back than athletes at times, because a lot of American, and I'm not going to just say white folks, but a lot of America's entertainment that they love is sports and film. Mm-hmm. You understand? I remember 50 Cent said a long time ago, when an actor is playing a part, nobody says, oh, he ain't really like that. But when a rapper raps about it. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, he definitely sold drugs. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's, it's like that. And he says sometimes a lot of rappers are actors. Right. Right. Just think about it. We still fall into there. Either way, if if you look at it, see, you said the streets is a short stock. Either you sling a crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Remember, remember, mm-hmm. remember, remember Biggie Small said that, mm-hmm. right? It's like you said, sometimes I just woke up a little bit right now because I kind of got to piss a little bit <laughs> and I'm a little bit hungry. But <laughs> that shit, all y'all just said, just rung a different bell in my head. Like, ding, 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 ding. I might, yeah. I, I, my shit might not have came out the way I wanted it yeah. to, but it came yeah. out. Yeah, you, yeah. you there though, brother. Yeah. yeah, and I got you. I'm there with you. I'm, I'm there yeah. with you. Like one fish, two fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. man, but it's it's yeah. Use use the black man's free labor because he's strong, and he's in, he's in you know physically in shape, and he mentally we have learned to mentally manipulate him. Yeah, all the right. way down to your grandma. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Up to down to your child. Your newborn yeah. child is the only one that's not manipulated. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. So we got um our timer is about to run out. I guess we got like another twenty minutes left for the show, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we looking at? Yeah. Yeah, one. One minute? Yeah. Damn it. Shout out. <laughs> Damn it, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to spend this one minute um, saying how soon is too soon to, now that we're on the topic of black love, yeah. how soon is too soon to get a person that you're dating a Christmas present? Um, if you And just this is my way of letting you guys know, even though we're not dating, I'm expecting a <laughs> gift. Uh, <laughs> um, too soon. Too soon. Too <laughs> soon. Too soon? <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> like I just met you. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I don't really feel like it's a too soon situation. I just feel like it's how you actually feel about the person. Because there's some motherfuckers I knew. Levels to this shit. Yeah, there's some motherfuckers I knew forever that I won't get shit. So I don't think it's too soon. Goddamn thing. I mean, unless I met you on Christmas Eve, I don't want to look weird and buy you some shit the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's it. That's I, how I got I you everything you ever wanted. Right. Baby. And you just got like a you just got a drawer full of women yeah. gifts. Yeah, here, here you go. Like you sure. just yeah. a creep. Because I, I wouldn't even say, oh, baby, I'll probably hit hey, bitch. Here you go. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name again? What's your name? It'd be like a half a bottle of perfume. Like, yeah, no, I didn't even. I ain't even fuck yet. Thanks. But you want the gift? Yeah. This what it can be, bitch. This, this, your eyes get big. This what it could be. This what you could have. Don't you mess this up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but now yeah. I, 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 um, honestly, too soon. If I just met you in December, yeah. If I met you beginning mm-hmm. November, I might because it's already registering. Like if, yeah. if we talking every day, mm-hmm. I say if I just met you in December, it might be too. But November, I'm not saying the thirtieth. of November. Yeah, and you gotta be popping, and we gotta talk yeah. a lot. Like yeah. not just somebody yeah. random or yeah. somebody yeah. that. I'm like, not saying I'm gonna buy something crazy. Yeah. I just and you can't about be you a random. Christmas. Yeah, you gotta be somebody that I'm like. Yeah. You might be somebody. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's levels to the shit, like you yeah. said. All right. What'd you say, D? I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I don't think it's a time you thing. It's, it's a how. <laughs> I don't think it's a time thing. It's a how you feel thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's definitely like. So go ahead and buy that Christmas gift because you think about it. Go ahead. Get oh yeah. No, my I, favorite I, I color is red. <laughs> I wouldn't even think yeah. about it. <laughs> so it, it, what do you deal. think, Kiki? I do believe that it is levels to this, so it does depend on the nature of your relationship, um, how, like, the vibe is the vibe, right? Are y'all feeling each other? Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to be the weirdo that just jump out the window and buy the gift, and they be like, yo, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I ain't even get you nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, here, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I made it myself. I made it myself, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Like, and you be like, cat fur with a bow on it, you're like, I made it myself. No, no, I ain't even want Oh, matter of fact, I got you a gift in the car. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Come back and just yeah. give you a club. <laughs> like, oh, okay, thank you, Merry Christmas and shit. Yeah, don't make <laughs> Weird. Like that, that can make it weird. You're right. If yeah. you're not ready for it, it right? Can make it so weird. I guess it is levels to this. It depends on the nature of the relationship with the person. Not yep. that I'm seeing anybody or have anybody to give or get a gift from this year. I was just putting it out there in the universe. Oh, yeah. uh, universe is powerful. Universe is powerful. <laughs> universe, universe is very universe powerful. Is powerful. <laughs> powerful. Yeah, you can be like, yo, man, I got five kids. What you think I'm gonna buy you something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. As we love this show, it it must all come to a close, not an end, just a close. It's close. For the for the for the for this episode. And um, we'll see Yeah, this was episode two. Episode two. And I'm I'm just gonna say I'm DJ E, Mr. Influential. I'm gonna let these two lovely people close the show out. But 
I'm here. Untitled uh, Podcast. All right, all right. I'll start it off. Uh, come back to the middle as I did starting it off. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, it's the Untitled Two. Yeah, part two. Part, episode, part episode two. two. Episode two. Untitled two. We're untitled two. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's your boy D. Cal. I'm signing off. Don't forget to follow me on all social medias and the Untitled Podcast on yes. social media. Exactly. All right. Come follow us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You might get a follow back. I don't know. We got know you. <laughs> I know. Listen, <laughs> we got to screen our calls and whatnot. <laughs> it's your favorite Philly John. My name is Kiki. I'm here with my two favorite guys. We're about to sign off this joint. Um, I would say follow me on Instagram, but I'm off of social media at the moment because I felt like they were using that as a tool of manipulation She's and fashion. political. Uh, it's a whole story. Watch The Great Hack on Netflix. I ain't got time. The show was ending. Thank you so much for joining us. This is hip hop since 1987. 1987.